Hello, investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Dorward, and Matthew Sanderson, and it was edited by Mike Mason. It's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode 14. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITV Radio. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? All right. Thank you very much, Tom. So as we left it, you are currently in Caduceus headquarters, um, having met up with Dr. Gonsalves. And I believe you had some questions for him, which he was uh, quite ready to answer. Well, I'd just in general like to know what the heck is going on. Uh, you've got a lot of techie equipment here. I'd like to, to know what the extent... For, for one thing, I, I tell him, you know, we, we had our little encounter with the uh, Fomal Hot Bomb. Where did you get this information from? And I'd like access because, you know, I want to build shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he nods thoughtfully and just say he's a li little surprised, but uh, but more in a good way rather than a bad, in a bad way. And states, yeah, most of our equipment or most of our technology you could say is <laughs> for want of a better word plundered um, there are many races out there other than humanity um, some of which have remarkable scientific potential and remarkable um, 
technology at their disposal. What um, are you like talking about? Uh, the, I mean, we get the idea that there's some sort of lizard people, but uh, what are you talking about? Like Shangri-La and uh, uh, you know, oh. Africa <laughs> and Atlantis. <laughs> Atlantis and oh, Atlantis was real, very much so. Come on, no, no, where where was it? Oh, on the uh, towards from memory towards the western end of the Med the Mediterranean because the Mediterranean wasn't a sea for all of its time. It was uh, a land known as Volusia, and it was the home of the second uh, the second empire of the serpent person race. It was oh, only yeah. when the area flood uh, flooded after it became, I should say, retaken by man, that it became what we know uh, now know as the Mediterranean. And continental shift resulted in the, um, the fall of Atlantis. Well, there are various other theories, admittedly, that it was a magical catastrophe. But yeah, this this is all just because it's ancient history. And that there's grey areas in some of the textbooks you might have read doesn't mean it isn't true. Can I have access to these textbooks? I never read any of this before. I mean, I'm aware of you know, Plato's uh, references to Atlantis, but. Beyond the gate, beyond the the gates of uh, Hercules, which could have been either side of the, as you say, it was in fact in the Mediterranean. Yeah, well, very close to it. Again, the the, the details are sketchy. <laughs> even some some sources even have Mu being in the Pacific. Some have it in the South Atlantic. There's there's always a degree of conjecture and a degree of contradiction. Hmm. Last thing I read, I thought that the concept, the idea of the Lemurians and the island of Mu that it was somewhere off the California coast. Again, in, in the Pacific, but there are other, other sources which put it in the Atlantic. So there's wow. always debate. But yes, there are there are some texts that we have at our disposal. Um, they are normally, as you probably understand, quite sought after. So there is a, uh, say a lending library list where people have put their name forward to get hold of the text. But I'll see if I can get your name on there and see if we can get something something sent over to you. That's like probably our friend, uh, uh, Mr. Heinrich, Mr. Gerhard Heinrich, would be really interested in that stuff. I'm really more interested in the technical stuff, like the, the machine that, uh, that uh, analyzes uh, substances. Oh, yes, yes. Um, a combination of technology from two different races. Um, there are two in particular that we've been able to uh, liberate, plunder, um, insert adjective as you wish here. Um, oh. One race known as the Old Ones, uh, they are almost, as far as we know now, are almost extinct, if, if not extinct on Earth. And another race that refers to themselves as the Migo. And both of them have wonderful biological uh, base signs. You sound Spanish. Yeah, as you're saying that, uh, Magnus sort of looks over at Gerhard and gives him a bit of a look like, have you heard of these things? Uh, well, uh, Hermes Trismegaris originally came from uh, Atlantis and then he went over to ancient Egypt in one of the beginning dynasties, but I've not been able to prove definitively upon this. And he kind of like is salivating thinking about the books <laughs> we uh we we came across uh, actually magnus came across this this little puzzle box here you ever seen anything like that oh, he he leans over and then sort of looks at it looks back up at you and says may i and puts out a hand sure see if you can solve it 
Okay, yeah, he takes hold of it. Let's see how good it is. He's turn, definitely turning it over in his fingers. There's a look of familiarity about it when he's looking down at its surface. And no, he turns it over. He doesn't seem to open it, but hands it back. Says it's it's a puzzle box. Uh, maybe maybe potentially Chinese in origin. Mm. Um, I move the the lid and I, I slide it open the way it is. And I I, I, I I hold it back to him and let him see the little obsidian thing. Oh yeah, his eyes light up at that. Let's see if he this this was held by uh, the uh, the lizard man. Ah. And uh, I can't remember from last episode, but we believe it's some sort of communication device. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be a uh, could be a conduit to someone, perhaps a, a more mystical communication device, perhaps. Yeah, like the candle. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, you're familiar with the candle stuff. I've heard of it. Um, uh, yes. I close this back up and put it in my pocket. He says, well, you would have loved to have seen the thing that we, I would have liked to have worked on, but somebody had to kick a lever and destroy <sighs> it. We had a gateway machine that was opening up gateways all over the place. Oh, I, I got quite a good feeling that uh, they know all about that. Well, it got destroyed. So Here's some um, references on the technical aspects of the uh, images that were on it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, having gone through a thorough debrief with uh, with you, I'm just, as you say, well aware of the uh, the incident in Borneo. But yes, gate technology is something we are aware of. It's not something we are um, 100% confident with. I must admit, there's been some there's been some experiments and there's been some um, rather painful failures. But yes, we are aware of gate technology. All right. Well. Anything you can share with me, I'm 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 perfectly able to lend lend a hand. You know, I can figure things out pretty well, and I'm not shocked by giant dolls or monsters or big spiders or everything else that we've run into. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. And now that you're telling me that there are other civilizations that have remained hidden, what like in Africa and South America and stuff like that. I mean, there's jungles, right? They can be anywhere. And under the oceans as well. Under the oceans? Mm. Ah, the I old, like to see. Well, the old ones had cities under the under the deepest parts of the southern oceans. Um, they also retreated into, I think, Antarctica was where they first landed. Uh, they weren't indigenous to Earth. So that they are... Uh, Wait, what are you saying? They're from another planet? Yeah, so the, the Migo are as well. They've colonized worlds vast quantities of worlds beyond ours. I have always speculated that there is life on other planets. <laughs> oh, there definitely is. Oh, wow. I guess a lot to absorb. Tell me, uh, what, what does uh, Caduceus know about ghouls? Interesting question. Um, we believe they are indigenous to the earth that they yeah, are we... they're a mutation of sorts of humanity um they are mutated to a point where they can derive sustenance from flesh 
preferably dead flesh, although preferably doesn't mean that necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean that the uh, the victim has to be dead before they meet it. Exactly. That's yeah, but Meg, that's the same for us. Come on, we eat dead animals. Aye, animals, not our own kind. Yeah, well, we have an aversion to eating our own kind, but if we were just animals, we'd eat our own kind. But in Papua New Guinea, there are several tribes that do consume the flesh of humans. There so are in Ger Africa, Gerhard, too. Gerhard, do I look like I'm from Papua New Guinea? No, I'm just stating a fact. So that, that, they have remarkable regenerative properties. Oh, yes. A very highly expand, um, expanded lifespan. Uh, and very. Say omniscient eaters as well. Magnus seems them. to have had some previous uh, dealings with them, which makes him rather prejudiced against them. I didn't find them that menacing. I found them. I didn't find them pleasant. They're rather smelly. I mean, they and... convinced one of our friends to eat an arm. Yeah, well, that was that was Johnny's. Property. I mean, that was his prerogative. I don't know why he fucking did that. It's already half lizard. Uh, exactly. Speaking of Johnny, um, also Gonzalo is, is somewhat still finding this a little, not difficult to believe, but a little surprised to hear. Um, he turns to, have, um, to speak to Angel, and just as he open, he's about to open his mouth, there's a knock at the door. Uh, the door opens, and then Philip Connors, the quartermaster, that you've met previously, sure. pops his head in, and or get waves and hello, 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 guys. Um, Mister Angel, can I have a word for a second? Um, so looks between you, nods, and says, "Yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'll be right back." Gets up and heads outside. You can see through the internal window out into the corridor that there's a quick conversation that happens between them. Um, there's what seems to be a photo passed between them, and then what could be a, a folded map. Um, give me psychology rolls. Oh, I passed that. 13. Um, psychology. That's the first psychology roll I've passed. Hey, don't forget to tick it. I am not very good at, at uh, judging people's character, but then again, I don't judge people at all. I just let them do what they do. Does that sound like it's just Gerhardt that passes? Okay. In which case then, uh, um, Odd and Magnus obviously see the conversation happen. Um, but Gerhardt, yeah, you notice that there's a restrained look of excitement and he tries to, he's definitely trying to hold back a smile, but something he's been given, he, he definitely likes. Um, he tucks him into his uh, inside jacket pocket and then pokes his head back through the door very much, uh, very much like Connors did and says, uh, something has come up that I need to attend to. Um, are we done, Dr. Uh, Dr. Gonzalez? He raises a couple of eyebrows in response and says, yeah, I, I guess this is purely a, a, an informal question. And, and before he even finishes the statement, uh, Angel is like, perfect, I will, I will catch you later, and closes the door and moves off fairly quickly down the corridor. Whatever that was, it was good news. 
He had that little smirk he usually gets. Ah. Uh, oh, good. Whatever. Uh, what, Sometimes I, I feel like he needs to keep himself busy. Yeah. Um, would it be possible to uh, have a chat with the queen? Exactly what I was about to say. Oh, yeah, certainly. I don't. I don't see any any issue. Uh, we've we've had quite a long session of talking with her already between myself and some of the other uh, some of the other scientists here. So she might be a bit worn out, but certainly there's no no harm in going to speet to her. Well, I, and, I never uh, got to meet her properly. I was you know asleep, so <laughs> I wouldn't mind introducing myself formally. Well, you guys go. I'll stay here with the doctor. I met the queen or talked to her. Can we get the uh, the thing? Well, no, uh, well, you're not going to show it to her. You sure no. about that? You had uh, wanted to uh, question her about a couple, just a couple things. If not, it's all right. Did I? Yeah, remember. Yeah, well, we're here for what? We'll be here for a few days. I'll. I, I'm here with Doctor. Um, well, look, if you, if you wrap up here and we're still the here, just drop in. Yeah. If you want to take it, you can, but you remember we were just going to tell her. Okay. Yeah, um, Gonsalves, when, when you look back at him, is actually looking back at Connor um, with a little bit of concern on his face. Uh, when you turn to Connor, he looks a distinct shade of green. Um, not quite snake green yet. Uh, but yeah, he looks um, he looks ill, and you can see that he is. There's this queasy look on his face when he's just gently rocking back and forward in his chair, uh, keeping as much effort as he can to keep his uh, to keep his breakfast down. Doc, is he okay? Um, I'm thinking that perhaps we might need to take uh, your friend here back downstairs for a, um, a quick checkup. Sometimes the uh, sometimes the hybridization treatment doesn't um, so it doesn't work effectively in one go. We have to do some follow up. Uh, we have to do some follow ups. Well, I'll let you take care of that. Then, guys, I'll go with you. And uh, I would very much still like to have lunch with you, maybe today. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me attend to your friend, and then if you page me at reception, then we can we can go out from there. Excellent. I know a great Italian place. They have delicious pasta. Cook their sauce all day long. Oh, all right. good. Italian's good. All right, gents, let's go. Hang up. Gonzalez leads out Connor, and you can see that they head towards the lift, leaving the three of you to head down to the uh, the sub basement to have a word with the young. Uh, well, I say the young lady. She's quite old, really. <laughs> um, on the way down in the left, I'm like, uh, remember, guys, we need to be careful. You can look him upstairs. Oh, of course. But did you hear? The, uh, we're just the three of us by ourselves. Yeah, yeah just okay. the three of you. We need to get a hand on some of those books. Well, I think that they're very willing to share them with us. They said just. Yeah, I think you'd be be way more interested than I am in those. I I want stuff on technical stuff. I wouldn't mind having a look at their armory. They're telling us that there's aliens and uh, oh, of pe course. people from other countries. Yeah, you know, we say of course. You know, uh, 
physically speaking, other planets are so far away from us. How would you travel? Getting to and fro would be the trick, but look at how many stars there are in the sky at night. Imagine the ones we can't even see, and each star is, has planets orbiting them. There's billion more. Pick up a grain, of, a handful of sand at the beach. There's more planets around than grains of sand in your hand. But you, you're speculating. You know, we don't know that for sure. Well, I think we got some confirmation on that. I mean, there's a lot of people for the last million years that think that we're unique in the universe. Who <laughs> says I'm not a theologian, so I don't know. As anyway, you're, all right. As you're riding down and thinking about the conversation that's just gone by, you can give me another psychology roll, actually. Nope. I got the same roll. Oh, friggin' two. Ah. I, got a, I got a 16, so I also passed. Hmm. Okay, for the two of you, then. Yeah, there's, this is probably uh, reflected by the uh, pretty good roll there for, uh, for Gerhardt. That looking back on, on the conversation, yeah, Gonsalves knows a lot about this weird wider universe that's uh, slowly been unravel um, unraveled to you. The kind of glint in his eye, the, the happiness, or at least the, the kind of curled corner of his smile indicates that, yeah, this, this is someone who is obsessed or definitely captivated by this kind of knowledge. He has a definite thirst and a definite interest in this stuff. He's very passionate about learning things that maybe man was not meant to know. Mental note to, to get to speak with him more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Just like a, it's just something that I keep to myself, but like, go, okay. Bit of an obsessive nature to that sort of the unknown and things. So, yeah. Well, you know, gentlemen, one thing you should always bear in mind is that scientists can be wrong. Of course, we all we all put our own prejudices and biases on the information that we're given, and uh, it takes time and a lot of time to figure out what's really going on. So, take everything with a grain of salt. Aliens from another planet. How, there's a lot of questions that brings up. How did they get here? How far away did they come? Why don't we know about them? Where are they living? You know, there's a lot of questions there. For all we know, there are a bunch of a bunch of people from uh, Uganda living in uh, wearing costumes, and and people think they're aliens from another planet. Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out eventually. Hey, the elevator comes to a halt. Uh, the doors open with a uh, with a welcome ping, and you're out into the Fairly stark-looking corridors of the sub-basement. And say so you've been down here before, you know your way to where uh, the room where Tyranich is. As you approach, uh, the door opens, and out walks a figure that you've seen previously, uh, Frank DeLuca, the head of security. Hey, um, Frank. He closes the door behind him and nods to you. Ah, you guys haven't seen you for a little bit. How was uh, North Borneo? Um... Was lovely when we got there. <laughs> kind of left it as a crater. Ah, hmm. oh, you took along uh, took along a half drag device, I hear. Yeah, didn't I wish I'd have known about that along. beforehand. 
Mm. Yeah, they uh, they only seem to get they only really get deployed when it's the uh, the proverbial hits the fan. Well, you know what? We need to find a way. Well, your insecurity is probably not your your field, but we need to find a way to secure some of these things, so that if the airplane crashes, the bomb doesn't go off. Ah, I see. Because our yeah, airplane that... crashed. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that's uh, that will be one for the technical uh, the techies downstairs. But um, yeah, that's a bit a little bit beyond me. I uh, I apply myself to more. More pressing, more physical matters, he says as he uh, cracks his knuckles. Hmm. I hope our lady finds herself well this day. Oh, yeah, she seems she seems okay. I think she's maybe a little tired of some of the questions that uh, she kept getting getting thrown in her direction. Unfortunately, the um, the guys can be a bit repetitive and want to know intricate details and minutiae. It's not a great thing on the receiving end of. Well, we won't bother her for very long. Okay, we'll just uh, again when you close out, just remember to sign out upstairs. Now, after he walks away, before the three of us go in, I'm gonna take my book and scra uh, scratch out and show to Adi and Frost. Uh, look for listening devices. Okay, and then. I knock on the door. And I scratch again. We need to know we could speak freely down here. Yeah. I'm not so sure. Not so sure that we would have electronic surveillance of any kind yet invented. Not sure, but didn't know we <laughs> teleporting gate. That's where I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> there could be people on the other side of the wall with a glass up against. <laughs> but, all right. Okay. Yeah, she. You hear her respond on the other side. Actually, responds in English. Uh, come in. I walk uh, in. What time of day is it? It's probably late afternoon by this point. Good afternoon, Your Majesty. Oh, good afternoon. Let's see some, well, some more friendlier faces. And I, I say in the cow, how are you, my friend? She, she smiles warmingly and says, a little weary from a lot of contact with a lot of uh, a lot of monkeys that have a lot of questions. And I, I look right at her and I ask, are you okay? Like, are they treating you well? Oh, she she nods for a second. There's a look that implies something is wrong, but it's only a second. And then she says, "Oh no, I've been per treated perfectly fine. Just some of the uh, subject matter of the of the questioning leaves a little bit to be desired." I give her a knowing look. Let's what see. What does the room What does the room look like that we're in? It's pretty rectangular. Um, the outside of the wall has been decorated, or the outside, the outside walls, have been decorated very similarly to the carvings that you saw in Bolivia. So that there are well, pictograms depicting various serpentine um, imagery across what look to be different worldly locations. 
Right, you can give me a mythos roll if you're examining that. That's a 99. <laughs> Lots of serpents with legs. Lots of backgrounds, mountains. Pretty. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of, again, a little reminiscent of Bolivia. It's making, yeah. making a feel at home with the art style. Uh, besides that, though, there is um, a bed, a table, um, small chest of drawers. There's clothes. Um, it seems to be set up like a basically a large bedroom, um, but then with a table where they can sit in a bit more comfort. There aren't like hard chairs there, but there are nice padded Chesterfield on either side. So it's uh, yeah, somewhat a cross between an interrogation room uh, with a lot of or pseudo Aztec artwork and right. a large bed. All right, what I'm going to try and do is while Gerhard and, and uh, Otto are, are talking, I'm going to do kind of what Gerhard asked and look around, see if I can find any, and it might be a listening device or something along the lines of that. While he's doing that, I'm going to gesture to and go, this is Magnus Frost. He's a good friend of ours. Oh, yes, yes. I remember you were quite, uh, quite exhausted after having been eaten by a giant snake uh, when we first met. Right. She smiles with a no, almost slight menacing look in her eyes when she do, when she smiles. And I go, all right, not my not my worst uh, Saturday. <laughs> if you're having a look around the room, can you give me a spot hidden roll? Yes. And let me uh, know what success you get. I'd like to ask you that. See that giant snake? Was that like their hard pass to protect you? Yeah, that was the guardian. Um, it had been engineered to be a, as, as it says, guardian that was to look after the uh, look after the temple while I slept, and to make sure that no one got in there and um, took anything they shouldn't do. Although it appears that they definitely managed to get the the, the cobra crown, whoever whoever came in in ancient history. Yeah, they got all the way down to where you were and took the crown. Precisely. I, mean, I took it with me along with, um, along with the Serpent Scepter. Now, when we were on our way down the stairs, we encountered um, a red crystal. I think I, I showed you the one that I have that, mm -hmm. uh, that partially turned uh, uh, Mr. Adovino's hand uh, into a lizard hand. Is that some sort of protection or was it meant to hybridize or... Uh, more of an, a mildly offensive weapon, but it was designed to target any non, basically not, a member not of my race, that would have en tried to enter the temple, and then not it would hurt them definitely, but it was more of a a deterrent, should we say? But that it was turning him into a lizard. That was the deterrent. That it was. We found that when we built the temple, that the the local at that time, human population, and it was still in its infancy, but that con that display of power would have terrified them and they would have turned and fled. I see. Okay, maybe that makes some sense then. As Magnus is doing a circuit of the room at this point, with your hard pass, there are a few grates down here because you are below street level at this point in the sub basement. You are quite away on the ground. Um, so there are air vents. Mm. Having a look up at some of the grates, there is something in there, and it does look mechanical, perhaps. It almost looks like a, uh, 
for a recording device that you'd be more familiar with would be the likes of a uh, a phone. A cone rising out of a yeah. cylinder recorder. There's something that looks a bit like a, a sound collection device inside one of the grates. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna um, sort of uh, look over to the Gerhard and Gilly and, and um, <coughs> sort of give them a look and point at the grate and then just hold my finger up and then I'm gonna pull something over because am I if I'm within reaching distance or do I need to get up a bit further? You'd have to probably stand on the bed or something of that equivalent mm. height, but there's chairs, there's the wardrobe, there's the chest of drawers. You, you can get up there. I, I, we both are holding yeah. our hand up. Um, Your Majesty, uh, um, you're looking well. Have they have they let you out uh, at least, you know, to get some sun? And I sort of gesture for like three of us and our ears. I'm like, there. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to use semi sign language that's obvious. That could, I had you the. We don't know that she can write in our language, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. She she nods. Look, she's a little bit confused to begin with, but finally you can see the penny drops. Mm -hmm. She says, "Oh yes, yes. Um, well, for somewhat obvious reasons, I can't go outside." Um, but there are rooms here where there are uh, sufficient sufficient light that I can get the benefits of. Um, yes, it's uh, down down the corridor. Uh, I'm, I'm allowed semi free reign down here. I just can't leave the uh, leave the floor. No, we should bring something up so that she can go out, like put a fence up or something. Uh, not so that she keep you in, but to keep people from seeing you. You should oh, be able to is, I can get some fresh air for crying out loud. There is a method I could use to go outside, but um, it it's not exactly sociable and would be considered a uh, I think you would call it um, a faux pas. I've got to kill someone. Ah, oh. uh, ah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's not necessary. <laughs> um, Matthew. Mm -hmm. what, describe what she looks like. Does she look like a snake with legs and arms? She's got a tail? Yes. Okay. From memory, she's, she's like a full-on like, serpent. Oh yeah, full yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't put her in a dress and let her go outside and people would notice. You no, can't no, she, cover in, up her in, face. <laughs> but in her in her natural form, she is very evidently uh, alien or reptilian. All right. Yeah. Still, I mean, up on the roof, maybe we could put anything. You know, go up on the roof. And, what I was thinking, because you you I, like the sun, right? I did actually ask about the roof, but then she turns and looks towards where you've been gesturing and then kind of does this. Um, but that didn't seem to be a, uh, didn't seem to be a good idea from uh, security from standpoint. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, especially from security. Well, we'll figure something out because you can't just stay down here forever. Mm. But... We can always have a wander to the, uh, to the, well, the light room if you wanted. Yeah. Well, we just want you to be comfortable. I, 
I could do a stretch in my legs. It's been been a lot of hours sat, sat here answering inane questions over and over and over again. Let's let's do that. Let's go enjoy ourselves and and so forth. Uh, I'm gonna look over at Gerhardt and maybe Magnus, but more at Gerhardt and. I don't know how to convey this without saying it out loud, but I'm going to sort of try to convey that that we should learn some form of sign language. Yeah. You know. yeah um, simple, so simple I, I alphabet, present, whatever. I present her my arm. Oh, yeah, she she slides uh, her own uh, her own through it and lays a clawed hand on your own. Um, so we go to the sunroom. Lead the way. She takes. <laughs> you, know, you can hear her tail sweeping behind her. Uh, you know, she definitely takes a very leisurely pace. And you can tell as, from out um, here. As they're walking along, so Gerhard, obviously arm in arm with, with um, the, the, the Queen, and then me and Gilly kind of break out the rear, I sort of lean into Gilly and I say, is there something going on between them two? So I, I, lean, I tell her, oh, we've got a cat from the dream worlds now. She's, he's, we're not sure if it's male or female, but it's trapped here now when, uh, and I kind of tell her a little bit about what happened to Borneo. Okay, yeah, she, she nods with a, with a smile. And yeah, cats are, I'm surprised you use the word trapped. Cats are normally able to travel between here and the dreamlands fairly freely. Hell, they, they can even jump to the moon. Maybe it's a misconception on our part. Yeah, maybe uh, Mittens chose to stay with us. I didn't want to bring him down. I wasn't sure if he would feel, she would feel comfortable meeting you yet. I've, I've eaten plenty of cats before. I can. That's why I figured, yeah. He's running He's around Odd's laboratory right now. Basically, I wouldn't uh, consider eating a, eating a cat in the dreamland. In the dreamlands, I've heard, particularly if you're in the uh, vicinity of Ulfar, where a lot of the uh, a lot of the cats tend to congregate, uh, they don't tend to view that in a particularly good light. Mm. Yes. Um, when we get to this new room, mm -hmm. I'm going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to check for devices and stuff. I think give me a roll. Uh, Seventeen. That is, I was, uh, that is a hard pass, for sure. Uh, is it not quite an extreme? Okay, same similar kind of thing. Um, again, you notice there are again vents up here, and yes, you do find one yeah. single cone. Device. I think we can assume all rooms here are bugged. So uh, that's cool. I, I was thinking about inquiring from the lady about the two different factions. Do you think we should discuss some of that now? She's probably tired of talking about that with all the other people. But I do have a question. I do have something that we were going to, we brought up. Um, when we were uh, on Borneo and we encountered one of your species, or the one up to no good, he seemed to have this, this little crystal, or uh, maybe it was uh, like obsidian, it was black. And he seemed to be talking at it. You know what that is? I think on a 13, she does. So, 
Yeah, she. You can see particularly where I'm when you said, "Oh, she's been answering these questions already." That you see this kind of dejected oh, expression that comes over her, as in, "Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head as to what they've been talking about." And she says, "Yes, this is a uh, a thing I'm familiar with that goes back a long, long way. Um, a seed of Sathogwa. A seed of That they are almost a part." or an excrement, if you will, of a god, or a thing that would be called a god. It's definitely not, a one, it's definitely not the one true god. Well, when Magnus confronted him, he turned into a... That, that thing. Oh, the black, black, bubbly, tentacled, monstrous thing. One of its spawn. The form of spawn. Those who give themselves over to Sephora can become part of it. Yeah. And by, by embracing and becoming the darkness, they can. Yes. You can, you can almost feel the kind of venom in her statement. This, this is something that she really, she does not like these people. Yeah, well, they burst into flame if you light them on fire. <laughs> Most things do burst into flame when you set them on fire. Not, not fish. <laughs> but they're not they're underwater. underwater. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you to work out how to meet how I can set stuff on fire underwater. <laughs> Phosphorus. Yeah, there you go. Now Sathagula works with your your enemies, I'm assuming if that is correct. Very, very old enemies, yes. That particular faction unfortunately did not seem to die out. Before I before I went on my quest. So is that who the inner the inner knight are? Yeah, know, the the inner knight is just a a new name for a for an old old. I almost don't want to say the word religion because it almost legitimizes what they're doing. Right. But yes, they are they are a faction amongst my race or what my race has become. And again, she has this disdainful look that passes over. But yes, unfortunately, has been around for a very long time. My my people seem to be following numerous paths that have diverged from what we should be doing. Mm. And it's, it's frustrating and irritating to find that while I've tried to resurrect and I've tried to continue the good work that our, our ancestors had done only to be forgotten by petty religious infighting and um, Gerhard can see that her hands are turning into fists and she is clenching quite forcefully um, if there's any way I can kind of comfort her I'll try it well we totally understand you know, one of our own kind about 2,000 years ago showed up and basically said to us that we should all be nice to one another. And so we nailed him up to a cross and killed him. <laughs> it's, what, what, what are you going to do? Uh, be, uh, no, I actually won't call for a psychology role. I think it's probably a bit obvious for her. Um, okay. That resonates with her, but... Yeah, her, her mouth opens slightly and sh her eyes open a bit wider. Not in shock, but in... Uh, yeah, looks a little bit stunned, but 
it's almost as if a penny's dropped in in her mind. Yeah. You mentioned that you believe in a certain deity. What what's the deity that you believe in? Yes, the um pardon, so it just it's uh, somewhat surprising to find that there are parallels between our between our races then. Um my, from, for myself, the one true God is the, uh, the God of the volcano, the God who came, who came to Earth eons ago, Gitanathoa, uh, the God that has existed on Mu for, for eons, that has been a source of power, of confidence, is a, is a visible, real manifestation of the power of nature and the power of the world. Um, cast, into the, uh, cast into the volcano by the... Uh, disdain in her uh, mouth wrinkles across her lips by the, the fungi the the crustaceans from the uh, from yogoth cast him into the volcano and one day eventually he will be set free and and what was his name again gitanathoa gitanathoa with a, a g yes that's very interesting. You know, we have a, you know, we have a, a some people that live uh, on the uh, out in, in the Pacific Ocean uh, that uh, have a a goddess of the volcano called Pele, uh, who of course brings them life, but also occasionally destruction. <laughs> yes. Volcano. Yeah, as as was seen with with our Lord, that when he was angry, the earth would shake. Um, but yet provides us with heat and warmth and geothermal energy, and was able, we were able to have fuel for what became the beginnings of our own science. I mean, this this is stretching back a, a long way, back to the time when we we had to flee Belusia after the rise the rise of humanity. That mm -hmm. the the area around uh, around the mountain, around the volcano, became the centre of the centre of our civilization. What what intellect survived, and it's. It's just appalling to me now that everything that we achieved there has been swept aside in the name of religious zealotry. It's, it's a blasphemy. It's a travesty. It would, a seem that, it would seem that time and stupidity does a lot of damage. Now, I'm going to take out the book that I wrote, the symbols that we found on that, that device. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking it out, and I look to Frost, and I'm like, did you see that baseball match the other day? Isn't that your rival team? I know that Odd dislikes that team very much. And I start to show the book to her, and I go like that. Oh, right, yeah. Those, those guys, man. You know, baseball and all that. Um, who, who do you support there, Odd? Again, who? You, I look at them and I, I put my hand on Gerhardt's like shoulder right? and I, I lean over to his ear and I say I don't know a fucking thing about baseball any sport I don't know anything about any sport um, yeah I hate the Yankees Yankees, the Yankees. Yeah. And, I show, and I hand the book to her with the symbols no I'm a Red Sox man myself <laughs> You can see she peruses the list and evidently look, again, looking a little bit confused about the stilted conversation, you can finally get, she gets it. 
and looks down the list and finally you know, there's recognition until she finally puts one claw down on uh, Yadith Glow and then she just underlines it with her claw and points repeatedly at that. We must um, maybe we should play some chess. Do you know chess? I've heard it mentioned and I've heard it referenced but um, unfortunately, no one has brought a, uh, a set. Yeah. Yes. I can uh, remedy that. Yeah. You got a set? Me? I, I didn't bring it. In Germany, I have multiple. Oh, I hold on. I got a set downstairs. Strategy. I love strategy. And I'm going to leave and go get the... Okay, well, I've had enough sun here. We can, we can head back to the room. She kind of gestures to the corridor. Yeah, that's... Mm. When we get out there, I'll lean in and whisper to her. We're just making... We don't know who to trust here yet, so we just want to make sure you're okay and we're not being taken for fools. No, you're not the only, you're not the only one with misgivings. I'm concerned about certain people here. Uh, particularly one that I've, that I've talked with. And who, who might that be? Um, man calling himself Joshua Needham. Calling himself Joshua Needham. Mm. That's, that's the name that he's... Others have used the term boss, sir, manager. Okay. What is it about him that uh, gives you the heebie-jeebies? He... He knows a lot about my race, mm. and in particular the religious problems that it seems that my um, the the race is experiencing in today's world. It's it's concerning, and it's as I said, frustrating to hear what or how things have deteriorated. But something about him, I I don't trust him. I don't. Me, I can't put um, my I can't put my finger on it. I can't explain it, but I just don't trust him. Tell me, is there a way? Can you tell if someone else is a serpent person, even if they're wearing like the skin? Can you? Is there a way for you to know? No one definitive way. It depends on how they hide themselves. Uh, the method of their hiding will reveal how they can be detected. Um, the the most common way is their shadow. Is that if they've taken the likeness of another being, their shadow will always retain its original form. But there are variations upon how that um, how that gift works, um, how it can be achieved. Some involve um, the eating of a um, of a potential victim, um, but this is a this is a degenerate form of how we used to perform this art in in millennia gone by. Um, unfortunately, as as I said earlier, it doesn't. My my own way still involves the death of the victim, but at least it means they are not eaten. Mm. Others steal the skin of their um, of their victims and wear it uh, as a as a physical disguise 
but yeah, some some have the, the effect of a shadow, some don't. It all depends on how they've hidden themselves. Maybe Adi can uh, maybe uh, design something that can detect DNA, and so we can, I don't know. I don't know DNA oh. yet. <laughs> um, yeah, right. I come back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got my chest set from downstairs. We're still ah. in the hallway, correct? Yeah, taking yeah. a very slow walk back yeah. to home. Yeah. Um, so I look at her and I tell her, <laughs> I, well, I'll teach you the game, I'll get you a book on it, but the good thing is you could play chess through letters, also through mail. So mm -hmm. we're smart, all of us, we can figure out a code that we, well, if I'm not even around, I could send you or you could send me your next chess move. Ah, tell me. Thank you for saying you think I'm smart, Gerhard. That's nice of you. Yeah, she she rises a claw up to your uh, up to your chin and gently scratches. Hey, you're cleverer than you look. <laughs> Just smile. <laughs> be awesome. I give I give Otto look like there's definitely something going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that at that point, once we're back to the room. We take a while to show her the strategy, the basic moves, how they work. Mm -hmm. She probably is a quick learner. Yeah, she is. Um, now you have something to help pass the time. You need two people to play. Yes, yes, I can see. It's uh, interesting having only, only one opponent. <laughs> Normally, it seems that these days I have two. Well, I'd probably go into all of the lore behind what the pieces mean and all that sort of stuff. I, I, um, something she just said kind of makes Magnus sort of like perk up. And I, I'm going to make a note to talk to the guys about it later. But yeah, some, a comment she made just then made me kind of go, hang on. Back up. <laughs> then I ask I if there's anything, here, yeah. anything that we can bring, you know, send down for her, food, whatever. Oh, I've, I've never, I've never turned down a good, uh, good mouse. Um, particularly white ones, they're always, always nice and tasty. But uh, just occasionally checking in would be nice just to make sure that things are uh, are going well and that they remain as as they are it's good to have an unbiased person or people to speak to um she does as you're uh, moving around a couple of the chess pieces making a bit of noise to cover her um she picks up a pen and uh, gestures for your uh, your book that you've uh, mentioned before and she quickly scribbles down something in it and then closes the book gently and pushes, slides it back to you. Take a look at it. She gave you her phone number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, it's, very, it's just a very quick note that says, if you can, get me out of here. I just nod and like, you know, time basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she nods. Uh, and I give a knowing look to the guy, like, 
you know, I'll tell you later. And um, but yeah, any fun, any fun that you're free, I don't really sleep much. Um, I understand that uh, that you have a more of a requirement for for sleep than say I do. I've slept for millennia. I think I've caught up on all the sleep I need for quite some time now. Well, oh, uh, quick question. Now that you say that, do you have difficulty functioning in cold temperatures? Oh yes. Ah. Yes, this is um, very much like the uh, the snakes you'll be familiar with that have evolved while I've slept. We are very much uh, cold-blooded creatures. We need the heat. And is uh, it warm enough down here for you? Oh, it's, it's comfortable. It's not what I would call paradise, but it's comfortable. Well, I was just going to say that's one of the advantages that we have since we're endothermic. We generate our own heat so we can go into very cold temperatures and very hot temperatures and we have methods of uh, of going into cold temperatures I well we all like certain comfortable temperatures which we, we make the building that temperature yeah, we, we have environmental suits that we perfected a long time ago ah all right so I Tell her, until they send me out on the next mission, I plan on coming down whatever is a good time for you. I'll make a daily visit. We can talk more. Practice your English. I'll practice my Nakao. That would be good. There are a few words and phrases which I'm still, still trying to get my head around. Me too. It's not an easy language, really, your Natal. Let's see. Um, the sun is like a pig crossing the sky with, I can't remember the rest of it. Um, I think I'm getting some of the words wrong. Not sure about the, the sun. Is that the right word for the sun, the big ball in the sky? Yeah, she chuckles. Yes. Yes, right. we still, still refer to it. We still have concepts of light and dark and sun. Although maybe the wrong animal. Animal? Did I say an animal's name? <laughs> she, sh she shakes her head. We we can iron out some of those uh, some of those irregularities. All right, I got some work to do, so I'll 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 drop in later. Um, what you gonna do, Gerhard? You gonna play some more chess with her? Yeah, I'm gonna pl play a little, a few games of chess with her, and I'll meet you back up in the workshop. All right, Magnus, what do you want to do? I'll come with you. Right. I'll go uh, go feed mittens. I've been working on that uh, the net gun. And I, when Adi is leaving, I pass you my book, and like with my finger in the page that. Okay. Like oh um, I have some notes in there about the the. Uh, net gun. The, the net gun that we were discussing. Oh cool. All right. And uh, I just, you know, I talk with her and like with the, the message I sent you. Gotcha. So, Magnus, here's the problem. We don't have enough information to pick a side yet. Let's see what yeah, the book well, says. On that, oh. um, she she made a comment. I don't know if you if you you heard it. This is this what, what the book says. 
Oh, get her out. Yeah. What, what did she say? She made a comment when we were talking about the chess, and she said, she said, oh, yeah, she's used to having two opponents. Not one opponent. She's used to having two opponents, which means there's the group that she's talking about, the, the enemies that she's talking about that praise the thing of the little black bead that we've got. But then there's another group. She's used to having two separate mm. opponents. Two, maybe there's three three rival groups. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. That what if the chances are now? Just I mean, look, I'm not intellectual. I'll leave that to you and Gerhard. But what if we've got the inner knight, which are the the you know the group that have the bees and they've grown up against. Then we have the queens faction that group and then i sort of look around me we're not even sure if they even exist anymore i I look around and then i go what if caduceus that because she already said that maiden knows a lot about all the stuff that's going on what i know serpent i i noticed a couple of times though that she said uh she's done this a couple times she kind of referred to us as monkeys you know I mean, and, we, did dis- we did descend from him, didn't we? Yeah, I'm. Cons- I'm thinking though that now, because uh, I didn't really notice that that she said that, but you you did. I'm trying to think in her mind. You know, she's been asleep for thousands of years. Mm. Her rivals might be that other group of snake people and the humans, because they were definitely. Uh, that was her whole world. Was well, she because she said she said that. I mean, the whole reason they put that laser thing in. Uh, the the crystal, you know, was because to deter them away, the, the humans, because they were still quite young. Right. So I don't think she would have seen them as a threat. Except she it, kept talking about them having to move to keep away from the humans. The humans are aggressive. I don't know. We don't know. Mm. Like I said, we don't have enough evidence yet to pick sides. And I don't trust any of them. I mean... Mm. I think that we should make an alliance with her, but it should be an alliance to find out information. Let her think we're on her side. At the same time, I think we should make an alliance with Caduceus and make them think that we're on their side. And, and what about uh, my find my out what's that? What about my acquaintances that want us to go uh, potentially check out uh, the the warehouse at Red Hook? Well, I think that we should at least do that, but. I'm to be honest. I think that the people you keep company with are a little dangerous, and I'm not really into danger. It's all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll look after you, but I think uh, definitely if we've got the opportunity to go and have a look at that uh, warehouse, we should. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. But uh, maybe we could do that this afternoon, or it's already afternoon. Um, mm. Do it tomorrow I morning. Can, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's. Well, I got, let me get. It might be work better going in in the at night. Let me see if because uh, the restaurant where I met those guys that we were that's just across the street, right? Indeed, it is. Yes. Um, what I might do is right. I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump across the street and I'm gonna leave a message with someone there, and I'm sure they'll be able to get the message to these guys and see if I can maybe tee something up for tonight. Uh, and if they, if they're if they're able, 
then I think maybe you, Gerhard, and I uh, join up with them and we'll, we'll go and have a look at this uh, this place, that go look at the warehouse and see, because that might answer some of our questions exactly as to, I mean, if they're hiding something out there, and if it's anything like what I found on their ship, then there's a lot of stuff, like you were talking about, you know, oh, there's this this portal thing, and they're like, oh, yeah, we kind of don't know much about it. And I'm like, then why did you have one on your boat? Well, I like he said, like uh, like uh, Gonzalez says, uh, they plunder this shit from well, then wherever they find see, it. If that's where they keep it, let's go see what they've got. Well, maybe they were transporting a piece. I don't know where they are, all their facilities are. Anyway, we'll find out. Like I we'll say, definitely right. well, keep I'll, that in mind. Don't, don't just I'll, be careful. I'll run across. I'll run across right. to the restaurant. Do you, do you want anything while I'm there? I can grab you a sandwich. Oh shit! I'm supposed to go have lunch with uh, with Doctor Gonzalez. Uh, well, I think it'll be an early dinner. <laughs> yeah, it'll have to be an early yeah. dinner. All right. No, I, I'm fine. Right. As you are mulling over a particular topic and you have been given some information that was a while ago now, um, you can give me idea rolls. I got a triple zero, so I'm thinking uh, about Italian food. I got a 59, which is a pass, just a, gen just a general pass. <laughs> Okay. If you cast your mind back from when you got back from uh, Bolivia, and when they finally, uh, this was when uh, Shapiro was still human and alive, mm. uh, he sat you down and gave you the orientation package, which explained about um, Caduceus's encounters with serpent people and how their society was structured. But it mentioned that they were divided into two distinct factions. Those who followed Yig, the father of serpents, and those who followed Sothogwa. There was no mention of Gatanathoa in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I've, but I'm yeah. oblivious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're more um, interested in pizza. <laughs> we get so all I'm, these names thrown out as Gatanathoa, <laughs> Sothogwa, Yig. Gatanathoa, that sounds Welsh. Um, <laughs> so I... Uh, head over to the restaurant and I'm, I'm trying to send a message to to see if they'd be willing uh, to maybe do a, a raid on the warehouse tonight with, with uh, me, Odd, and, and Gerhard. Okay. Um, well, Colette is there, the waitress that you've met previously. Yeah. And obviously as they come in here a fair amount, that she um, she says that she can get a message to uh, to the, uh, the family, as she puts it. Yeah. Um, she says, I know they have a, uh, a place, I mean, I wish they would frequent our place a bit more often. They, they, they need fantastic tips. Um, that, that they have a place over in, um, over in Brooklyn that they use a fair, uh, a fair amount. I'll, I'll send out word, though, to a few people I know. And I'll, if, a, if anything comes up, um, then she points over to the, uh, the, front, well, the front face of the restaurant. Where you can see there's a number of lamps, um, lamps, yeah, on a small, sh um, small shelf uh, windowsill. There's uh, if any, if any of those when they come on have a red light in them, then I've got word for you. Okay, well I'm gonna, I'll order a, like a meatball sub while I'm there, um, and when she brings it, I, I, I'm gonna take it with me, but I'm gonna leave a very good tip. <laughs> uh, she she nods and smiles and says, "Yeah, I think you'll get on rather well with them." Uh, and then I'm going to head back 
and um, probably try and find some food for mittens. Um, and uh, I'm going to go try and find the armory. A Caduceus have got like a weapons place. Ooh. Okay. Um, are you asking around or are you going looking? No, I'm just going to go looking and see. Like, I don't want to. I'm just going to go looking. Okay, give me a. Conspicuous. <laughs> Big tattooed guy. <laughs> uh, that is a sixteen. So that's no problem. Yeah. Okay. In which case, you, you don't end up wandering around for very long. Um, you go up to the seventh and the eighth floor, and you're looking around like the lights of the storeroom and some of the records rooms up there. Mm. And indeed, as you're um, looking around, particularly in the storeroom, um, you do find that there are. A lot of boxes um, around here there's not just paperwork and not just regular normal equipment that you do see a box that looks very much like the one that Gerhardt was given with the flying fangs in right. so it's not an armory per se but there are weapons stored up here amongst all the other stuff that they've uh, that's been brought back from missions and deposited here right. this seems to be more of a case as said that it's where they bring back tech and anything that's been plundered from across the world comes back into the storeroom. So it's not a dedicated armory, but there is weird stuff here. Um, give me a d6 roll. A d6. Three. Three. Double check. There is a table that I can refer to, which I haven't expected to use, hence why I haven't got it bookmarked. Really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> oh, come on. Need a commercial break while I'm finding Here we go. So you got a three? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, you come across a small wooden box. Uh, most, of the, most of the boxes in here are made of wood. There's very few pieces that look like cardboard or like filing, filing boxes. This is, this is definitely a wooden box. Uh, you open it up and well, maybe uh, your friend Casale might get his wish after all. You find a flame pistol. Like the one I've got. Exactly like the one you've got. Ah, okay. Cool. I'll, uh, I, I know we've got a few of them because Oddie, uh, I think each of us have got one, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab that and sort of pocket it. Um, I don't want to get caught up here too too much because I don't want to get the crew in, in trouble. So I'll head back to um, Gilly's um, lab and, and, and just play with mittens for a bit. All right. Um, as, as you walk out, you do bump into, um, well, directly outside the door, you do bump into Connors again, the quartermaster. Okay. How you going? Yeah, nods in in your direction. Say, everything okay? Yeah, just sort of, uh, you know, getting used to the the place and things. Uh, um, hey, uh, do, do, do you uh, have any idea um, of uh, how my brother's doing? Oh, last last I saw, he was heading downstairs. He looked like he, he looked like he was about to redecorate the in the interior of the lift. Mm. To be fair. And uh, what about uh, Angel? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He, um, he, I'm surprised he had to, he ran off quite as quick. I was thinking it was, was more of a personal thing he was looking at. Uh, he, he asked me to have a look around and see if I could find, um, find out where somewhere was in the photo. And yeah, I got the, I got the address. Oh. It uh, was, was a little surprising, but... <laughs> Yeah. Is there, um, is there, there's like, obviously there's enough light in this room. Mm-hmm. Can I have a look at his shadow? Give me a slide, no. Uh, that is, uh, 68, which I believe is a fail. Let me double check. Oh, no, it's a standard pass. Regular. Yeah, yeah um, his yeah. shadow, as far as you're aware, looks normal. I mean, you can see that there is there's a head. You can see arms coming up, but you can't see an extra tail moving around. It, it looks like a regular shadow. Right. Uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, he kind of chuckles to himself. Uh, I didn't realise that. Uh, I think it was him in the um, in the photo. Uh, definitely a very 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 young him, but you could see the uh, see the family resemblance. Uh, couldn't work out who the hand was. Um, I think that the photo had been torn away. Um, it looks like it was actually taken at the Medium Estate. The Medium Estate? Yeah, yeah, Joshua Medium's Estate, the, fam- the family estate up in uh, New Canaan. Do you have a copy of, of the, uh, the photograph or, or the address? I've got the address. I mean, he, t- he took the photo with him. Uh, right. I've, I've got some photos of the, of the estate, so that we have, have to track it down. But... Oh, that would, uh, if I could, I mean, if it's not too much trouble, I'd love to to grab that address off you and, and maybe some of the pictures of uh, of the estate that you were mentioning. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Go, come this way, this way. And yeah. A couple of minutes later, go into his uh, smoke-filled office. Uh, you can see a bottle of Irish whiskey uh, perched on the side of the uh, of the desk. Mm. Half full tumbler next to it. Um, he scribbles down a note and basically passes it over to you and says, yeah, it's uh, at some point in time when he was a kid, he must have uh, visited the, the Beaton estate. Right. What can you tell me about uh, Medium? Well, uh, in a personal way or his- history way. Well, both. I mean, what uh, does he have? Family? What's his? Uh, he bristles at that comment and says, "Oh, you, uh, you really need to be careful if you ever meet the big man. Uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't mention family. That's a very, very sore subject for him." Right. So tragic background. Um, not so much tragic. Just um, he looks around and then quickly skitters over to the door, puts the door, pulls the door shut, turns around back to you, and says in almost like a stage whisper. Him and his daughter had a massive fallout a few years ago. Um, right. Rose, Rose Meadham is but persona non grata around here. Rose Meadham? Which, yeah. which, does she live at the, at the estate? or? Oh, God, no. She's, well, as far as we're aware, she's disappeared. Oh. Right. Yeah, this, this is... This is a real big... The, do you know what the Fallen Out was about? Yeah, she used to work for Caduceus. Uh, but uh, this, this is... Yeah, you, you've got clearance for this, haven't you? So this this isn't going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, oh, you, the whole thing about Medium and why he set the organisation up is that he was he was attacked by one of the one of the snakes. Right. That they tried to kill him. They tried to eat him. And they tried to, uh, yeah, 
infrastructure to use the organization as a method to spread some kind of drug or something into the pharmaceuticals that the Needham um, pharmaceutical empire was producing. Mm. That's why he then just ditched all of uh, all the company's efforts and funneled his money into making the Caduceus organization using the effective stockpile of drugs that he had as the, the first wave of medical supplies that you'll be able to send out around the world. Right. Um, and that used Caduceus as the, um, the vehicle to combat the certain person threat. Um, yeah, his daughter, uh, Rose, was one of the, you could almost call her call an ambassador of the, of the organization. Uh, they got sent, uh, she and her team got sent on a mission to somewhere in, somewhere in Eastern Europe. I can't remember where, where it was exactly. Some, some big old cave network somewhere. Um, she was the only one that came out alive. And then after a while, she, I think there was a certain degree of resentment that uh, she'd been sent on them, or not just she, but the whole team had been sent on that kind of mission without proper backup, without proper supplies or weaponry. Right, and right. There, so there was a big falling out between between her and her father. Um, I mean, the, the shouting matches you could hear on the on the floor below, um, right up on the on the top floor, you could hear it in the uh, the reception office on the on the floor immediately beneath. And yeah, she she left under a bit of a cloud. No one, in fact, no one really even knew exactly when she left until so she was just gone. Um, and yeah, but he he's got a mean punch. Um, he, he dislocated someone's jaw when they brought her up in conversation, and bellowed never to mention that that, that bitch's name again. Right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, um, telling me I, I can now avoid the embarrassment for myself. Yeah, yeah, be careful with that. Well, uh, thank you for this, uh, the address and the information. Um, if, uh, if I need anything, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Uh, I noticed uh, you're a whiskey man. Um, oh, yes. Yes, yes. Well, uh, good, good listen, cigar. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got some, some good friends uh uh, in the Irish whiskey trade, so I'll uh, I'll get you a bottle of some good stuff. Oh, yeah, he uh, there he goes straightens himself up with a look of uh, contentment. There he says, "Yeah, you, if you uh, if you get me some uh, good stuff, then you you need anything from me anytime. You just you just come on by, and I think we've got we've got ourselves a, a nice, uh, a beautiful friendship developing here." <laughs> All right, I'll go shake his hand and um and make my way uh back to to Gilly's lab. Gotcha. Right downstairs, we'll cut to Gerhardt, then we'll go over to uh, um, Odd for your uh, very, very late lunch. <laughs> um, yeah, Gerhardt, as you're uh, sitting there, go going over more nuances of uh, chess, you can see that definitely Tyrannish's thoughts are somewhere else for a little bit. I'm going to verbally talk about chess, but I'm writing down a couple notes for her. And one is uh, uh, Gathanathor, where, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but where can I find out information about him and what can she tell me, if not now, in the future? Mm -hmm. Two, I'm about what sign language is, and I'm going to be bringing in her a book in secret. She should hide it so we could learn to speak in sign language and we could talk 
we'll be talking chess or whatever and be signing what we really want to speak. And three, um, if they hurt her or something, to send me a note about chess, even though we're not playing chess, and I'll know until we come up with a code. And then I want to leave it at that and try and talk with her about whatever subject she brings up, so to try and get her back in her right state of mind. Completely stop any questioning lines. Yeah, she, she definitely writes down a couple of notes of acceptance that she's, she's happy with that. Um, in regards to what she can point in the direction of in regards to her, her god, it's she doesn't know what material there is out there, but it's something that she would be she could verbally go through with you. But then she motions towards the uh, the air vent. That's why for next time or a hallway walk every day. And yeah, she does. She makes the comment particularly. Um, I try to draw her out of her shell a bit, but was something that your your friend said about one of you preaching harmony, uh, be good to each other, and that then they nailed him to a cross. There's, there's a lot of parallels in that to what, uh, to what myself and my colleagues were working on. But as I mentioned, that this is a long, long time ago now. When the, when the serpent, when the empire, the second empire fell, and that we retreated to move, um, we be, we built a citadel over uh, Yadith Grove. Um, she points again to that symbol in your book. So there there are various ways obviously we could get there. Um, but one of the projects we were working on, and the, they they know about it here. Again, she gestures to the to the vent. So it's not going over something they don't already know. And one of the reasons why I believe they sought uh, sought me rather than anyone else out that might be might have gone on such a quest is that I managed to escape before the citadel fell. That we were working at the time uh, a way to coexist with the rising. She pauses at that moment and then says, "I'm sorry, I do keep using the pejorative um, monkey." ape, plaything of the old ones. You call yourselves humanity, I'll, I'll try and remember to use the term. But we tried to find a way to coexist with humanity and we were persecuted for it. And it's, it just struck a chord that it seems that you have the same problems that we as a much more advanced race also have. And who, who persecuted you? The followers of Satagua or not, do they worship any other gods? They first they worship what they call the father of serpents, although Yig is not a god. Yig is just a powerful one of us. Really? I think it's to to hold to hold Yig up as a god is to, let's say, for your friend uh, Mittens, to hold a lion up as a god. Got it. Now, the followers of Yig, are they also against humanity, or are they against what your movement was? 
I think that religion can be a banner to to make it whatever you want it to be. But as long as they can justify it, then they can claim it. Yeah. Good, bad, very malleable. I think gods and concept are great, but when man starts to put his word for God is when everything goes to hell. Now, for your followers, or for lack of a better word, is there a symbol or an identifier on them that we would know them if we saw them? Are there any left that you know of? I'm not aware of any, but then again, I haven't exactly had much contact with, with anyone. I was the only one of uh, my faction that descended into the dreamlands, and I certainly didn't meet anyone else while I was there, at least not for a very, very long time. Uh, she, she slides a hand across, across the table to you, and you know, taps yours, says, but I'm glad I found some, some people that are very receptive and seem to be very much on my side for once. I take her hand. Okay, uh, George, give me a roll. Uh, ooh, 90. Okay, <laughs> your charm isn't quite that good at the moment then. She, yeah, she just leaves it as a, as a pat on the hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll finish a couple games of chess, some small talk, and then I'll head back to, um, to the uh, laboratory. No worries. Right, an old odd. So you uh, you head up to the reception to go and page, or I'll go send a call through yeah. to Gonsalves. Yeah, he comes back down a few minutes later, uh, slightly huffing and puffing as he uh, comes out with it. He's only rushed a bit. There's a few hours. I was kind of worried you might have forgotten about me for a moment. Oh no, sorry. I'm, I'm, got, I'm sure you understand getting busy. <laughs> oh yes, but yes. Uh, have you been to the place across the street? I I passed by it a number of times. Uh, it's normally end up closed when I go in. Well, oh, they they I, have a they have a ravioli Antonello that is the most delicious thing I've ever had. It's oh. like it's like the sky opens up when you eat it. It's wonderful. <laughs> you know, um, I I grew up and was uh, raised and educated in uh, well, at least for the first part of my life in um, Sao Paulo. So mm -hmm. I never really got didn't never really got much of the way of Italian food, but coming to the coming to the states, it's been a, revel, a revelation. I uh, I went to MIT. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been up to Boston a few times. Uh, he's, he's quite he's quite happy walking and talking as you go over towards the over towards the restaurant. Well, you know, I just I yeah, and, and as we're walking, we're talking, yeah. um, and we're talking when we're eating. Uh, you know, I just want you to understand that my position is I don't really care. I don't really care, I, you know, um, making judgment calls or morality choices or anything like that. It's not really that important to me. I am fascinated by the way things work. And that's what I've devoted all of my time and my whole life to. Um, I've been working on this, uh, this net gun because uh, I some of the people I hang around with are a little lethal. And uh, if I can give them at least a means to restrain somebody rather than chop their head off or kill them, I think that's probably a good idea. Can't learn anything from a dead body. Oh, no, um, very true. 
you can, but not information. Find out how their snake body works, but. <laughs> um, and that's basically the gist of our conversation that we're going to talk about. Um, some of this plundered stuff, I'd really like to get my hands on it. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah, he, he, does, he does make a few comments then on, uh, touches on a couple of those subjects. Um, as he's tucking into his, uh, to his meatballs, that you don't have to worry too much about, i say, morality. Um, the, it's, the issue is almost like chalk and cheese, that you're trying to put a, you're trying to put a square peg into a round hole because you're trying to apply a human concept to a to a race that is not human. But, a number of them, apparently, you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's a much bigger world out there than, than you or I even realize, I think. Well, I think that I've adapted rather well to, to the fact that we have lizards or snake people. And uh, I don't have any problem with them. Um, I haven't gotten a clear look at this formless spawn thing that anybody, everybody keeps talking about. Apparently, everybody's seen one but me. Um, but, you I know, have, I get it. They're describing it as a big lump of black goo that can change shape. They are the weapon of choice of the, uh, the inner knight and those that call upon the, uh, the hairy toad or the horned toad. That's a Thagua thing, yeah. yeah. Well, personally, I think it's all a load of crap. There's got to be scientific explanations for everything, but um, I've seen some things. I mean, uh, Gerhardt showed me some... I, there's still got to be an explanation, but he lights a candle and communicates with people across the globe. Wow. How? How's that working? Yeah, I've, I've heard of that particular uh, that particular right. I've not practiced it myself, but I have heard accounts of it. Well, he did it right in front of me. I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. He cocks his head at that. So you're a, you're a man who very much believes in something when you're given concrete evidence, concrete proof of its existence. Yeah, I might be changing a little on that. People say things to me, I might start to, I don't necessarily know I believe them. Gee, I got to see it to believe it. And then I don't quite completely ch trust my own. I'm, I'm a skeptic. Mm -hmm. I think science is everything, that everything can be explained. Yeah, I'm, I was uh, very much the same. Oh, just, just certainly, mate. Just, I still am. I very much want to see proof and evidence of something before I invest in it shall we say mm -hmm. yeah, well and it seems to me like you've that you've managed to not only find some proof find some solid evidence of these things existing but you've taken those things and you've even created hybrid technology of of different races you're doing what I would do is basically get that information and see how can I use it, you know, not for my own personal gain, but just because I want to see if I can do it. I wanted to play with that gate thing so bad. I'm surrounded by people who throw kicks when they don't know what to do. Can you just turn it on? You could have just said, you know, Audie, turn that thing off. And I would have just gone like that and it would have turned off, but he wrecks the whole fucking thing. 
and things. Yes, as I said, we have ex we have experimented with gate technology, but only had limited success so far. Well, I we tend to be careful. I certainly wouldn't put a human through it, but I'd put a guinea pig through it or something, see what happens. Yeah, unfortunately, we've lost people mm. process. There's, there's definitely been a cost. Sometimes you just got to know, right? Well, as, uh, as I'm probably sure the chef out back would uh, back me up, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. And the uh, the payoff, if you can figure it out, you know, could ultimately benefit all of humanity. So what's a few lives, right? Indeed, yes. I get it. Can you give me a psychology roll? Because there's a deliberate thing I threw in there, see if you pick up on it. Yeah, I've got no psychology at all. Um, let's see. In a 39, my psychology is 10. Ah. I will spend, what, 29 points of my luck? Okay, yeah, if you want, if you want to spend Yeah, it, I'll, I'll do that. I've got 99 luck, so. Oh, you got it to spare then, haven't you? Um, yeah, it was, it was a deliberate pause about where you mentioned that, yeah, we've lost people. He ain't referring to people. He's referring to something else. I'm not sure I understand that. <laughs> he says that they've lost, and then said deliberate pause people. That it implies that he is whatever uh, they're working on in terms of they're working with gates. That it wasn't people that they lost. That it was something else, as in another race that they lost members of trying to do something. Oh, uh, okay. I see. I am trying to give him the impression that I'm only interested in the science and that sacrificing lives sometimes is a necessity. It's not how I really feel, but it's trying to make an alliance. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, just, I'll, I'll let the psychology roll uh, ride then. Okay. But there's, you pick up a, little, a small hint of disappointment but not something that's going to prevent you from building a relationship with him. Okay. It seems like he was trying to, part of why he was happy to come to, uh, to sit and have dinner with you is that he had an agenda of his own as well. Uh -huh. And that he was seeming, trying to sound you out on something, but you've, the response that you have given has made his agenda void, but there would say oh. you can still get on his good side. Okay. I may be screwing up my, my what I'm I'm intending. <laughs> That's okay. That's what I would do. Um, so, uh, did you, you mean you've documented all of this? Of course, you have. You're a scientist. Oh yes. I pride myself in my thoroughness. What can you tell me about uh, Mr. Meadham? He's a genius. He's uh, also a very lucky man uh, to have survived uh, an attack of a, of a much superior race. Um, would that be the, the Amigos? No, no, no. The, he's going to scratch his head off. I thought this was in the, uh, in the briefing, the orientation package. Um, I'll have to have a revision of the, uh, revise that documentation. Now, the, um, the background of our organization was that uh, Mr. Meadham was attacked by 
certain people that were trying to use his pharmaceutical organization for their own uh, their own ends and basically he goes over the same spiel almost that you got from um that connor's gave to magnus right and then you know, wraps it up by saying that yeah i mean he's he was a he was a very lucky man to survive but also that he is he's had the the genius the foresight the knowledge to be able to bring all of this all this wealth of information that we've accumulated together and he's able to put it to such good use i mean i i hold the man in a very very high regard he's he's probably the pinnacle of a paragon of virtue well you understand i ask these things because i don't know him and as I say, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic of everybody, including you, by the way, just, just to put that on a level ground that I don't know you. I'm here trying to find out what you, how you feel, you know, you're probably doing the same thing for me. He does the very sly grin crosses his face. I, look, we're professionals. We know, we know what, we know what humans are capable of doing and what they, what they should and shouldn't do, you know. I'm I'm interested in science, and I'm very interested, and in, I'm only going to go as far as I will go. And I'm not interested in dying, <laughs> so. Frankly, it's the last thing I want to do. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it will be the last thing that we all do. Maybe not necessarily. I'm not particularly of a religious believer. I, uh, I have, I was brought up, you know, just like everybody else, but I, uh, I ain't seen, well, I'm starting to see some stuff. I think these things that, uh, that, uh, the lizard queen and, uh, the others are talking about, so there's various deities. It's, once again, it's just ideas. God of the volcano, God of the mountain, God of the ocean. No, I mean, the term God gets thrown around a lot, but yeah, I'm, I'm very similar, a man that I believe in what I can see and what I've met. I remember something from, uh, from Sunday school. I mean, it's like, how could there be more than one God? If there is more than one God, they're not really gods. They're just things. So, yeah, I, I get it, but everybody else uses the term gods. Uh, I would like very much, though, to, uh, I guess, to get to know you better. I mean, I, wanna, I want you to be able to trust me. I want to I be able to trust you, and I want to help because I'm really interested. I think you'll find that I can fix just about anything. No, oh, sorry, I... I definitely think there's, well, goes without saying, really, I definitely think there's a place for you in the organization. Yes, certainly. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here if there wasn't. <laughs> and it's, it's nice to have someone of a technical mind on board, because we'll say we are very technical, we are a very scientific organization, and there's always going to be a call for someone with your particular mindset. Thank you. So, yes, I think there's, there's definitely things we can, we can get you working on. Excellent. Yeah, try this. This is really good. Yep. Just make it lighthearted from that point on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's quite happy to go into normal chit chat. He goes into maybe some 
um, anecdotes about some of the food he's had back when he was a kid in you know, back down in Sao Paulo. And that, yeah, he just keeps going about how fantastic all the cuisine is in the US compared to it. We're very indulgent. All right, well, time passes then. So eventually, dinner will wind up to a close. Uh, yeah, eventually, uh, Tiranish will be wanting to, uh, wanting to retire for at least uh, a couple of hours of rest. And Magnus, you've got plenty of time waiting around in the uh, waiting in Odd's lab. Um, you do get a buzz from the reception of the reception desk. I'll head down to the reception desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can I take mittens with me? Yeah, I can do. <laughs> yeah, I've got mittens on the shoulder. But yeah, perched on the shoulder, looking around, oh, looking like. Uh, Say he, she, it. Uh, no one's, yeah. no one's dared to look yet. Um, looks like they own the place. It has that very regal bearing of uh, a cat surveying their ter- their territory in their kingdom. Mm-hmm. You get to the front desk, and the receptionist that you've uh, met there before. Uh, I can't remember her name. Now. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, Jane Dollarhide. Uh, hands over a brown paper bag to you with a slight look of. Uh, of disdain, more at the bag than at you. Says I wasn't aware I was uh, playing uh, Italian delivery today, but apparently here you are. This is your uh, your order from uh, across the street. And ah, she points, lovely. Yeah. She points over to the pizza place, and you can see there is a red light on on in the window. Perfect. Uh, in that case, um, uh, uh, sorry about that. I just uh, you know had you know. Uh, Gerhard hadn't been out to eat, so I ordered out for him. But uh, that's right; uh, won't happen again. Um, and I'll, I'll uh, head back up to the lab to wait for the others. Um, when I'm out of sight, I'm going to open the bag um, and look in. Yep, uh, there is indeed a meatball sub, the same order that you had previously. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll um, I'll head back up. Um, I'm assuming at that point Gerhard has got back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, yeah, this will so, be to, uh, down. This will be down to the sub basement where Odd's lab is. Yeah, so I'll, I'll head back to lab. Um, give I'm like uh, Gearhart, uh, here, here's a here's a sandwich from across the street. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, it sounds like uh, the my friends uh, across the street as well might be uh, ready to perhaps. I go like that. I said, play some chess, like downstairs. Oh, yeah, they uh, they might be uh, quite keen to. Go show us that new um, that new restaurant that they've got they've got uptown. Oh, excellent! Uh, yeah, tonight. So um, when uh, Gilly gets back, we might uh, go try out that new restaurant. Put on your glad rags. Cool. Sounds very good. Um, now I want to take a look, and I point to him to do the same. Uh, take a look around Odd's uh, laboratory for vents or um, yeah. Yeah, me roll. Oh, 70. Um, you know what? I'll spend 15 points. Um, I got uh, an 88. Right, don't, um, don't worry about spending luck unless you can get it down to a half. Oh, all right. Um, can I get the cat to have a look? Um, you can certainly get mittens to have a look around. Um, it's going to have to be a bloody good roll. <laughs> you can roll for, uh, for the cat if you want. Yeah, I'll give a roll for the cat. Um, 
The cat got. Oh, there's a zero. What's the other one? Eight. Another zero. Eight. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, in which case then, uh, Mittens has a good look round. Um, you actually lose sight of it for, uh, for a little bit until finally he just says it's gone all around the room. Uh, there are a couple of events that when you're looking down, find where the hell has that cat gone? Um, you finally do see it looking at a couple of events that you hadn't even noticed like, down behind a couple of benches. Um, but doing a thorough sweep and also then obviously seeing where the cat identifies things, you are fairly sure that there are no bugs or listening devices in here. So it's just the rooms where, they've, uh, where they're not confining, but uh, herding Tyrannish in at the minute. Okay. Well, I'm still on a piece of paper going to scribble down. Uh, on our trip out tonight, I'm going to pick up a couple books on sign language, and we all need to learn it. All right, cool. So we'll, we'll wait for, um, for, for Gilly to get back from the restaurant, and then we'll go back. <laughs> And I'll enjoy the sandwich while I wait. <laughs> yeah, in which case then, uh, once you finish dinner, then heading back over to the uh, over to the Meadham building. Yeah. Uh, these two are waiting for you downstairs. Uh, thanks, Lord Gonzalez. What's Gonzalez's first name? Uh, Victor, I believe. Let's double check. Yes, Victor. Okay. Thanks, Victor. We'll 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 see you tomorrow. Glad yeah, you I'll enjoyed. Do. I'll see you then. Um he, he looks like he's gonna say something. He he weighs it up for a minute and says no, no, we'll we'll talk tomorrow. You got it. <laughs> hey gents, how you doing? Did you have a good dinner? I had a great dinner. Go yeah. uh, across the street. Yeah, it's great. Uh, ravioli Antonella is delicious. Right. Well, we're going back. Oh, you are. I'll go. Yeah, with we you. are. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with you, but I'll, I'll probably just get some spumoni or something. I don't know if we're going to be eat. Well, actually, it's really good there. Maybe we'll grab something, but that's they're waiting for us. So yeah, because we got. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So All we right. make our way. Uh, back over to i make sure i've got the second flame pistol in my bag as well yeah and we'll head over speaking of which i'm going to be putting together some more of these net guns um, we should all have these oh, can you make it so that the net on when the net goes on it can put a charge through yeah that's a lot harder to do you're talking about having a, a awesome power pack right. now, right? Yeah, but you're talking about now you got to carry. You want to carry around a twenty-pound power pack? That's what's another twenty pounds? You know, well, considering that you your fifteen guns, your two rifles, your elephant <laughs> gun, your your machine gun, and your yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to manage another twenty pounds. Tell you, tell you what, though, once it wraps them up, you can do whatever you want to them. Oh, fair enough. Carry around a cattle prod. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely give it a go. Just for now, me. we're outside the building, right? Yeah, we're yeah. walking across the street. Right. So, I, um, the queen was telling me about 
there's that Sathagua, there's Yig, and then there's the one that she worships. Gitanothoa. Thank you. Yeah, um, I was going to mention to you guys about that as well. They never mentioned in the in the pack. They said the inner night. Um, they worshipped this group, and that the queen worshipped this group, but they never mentioned Gathanathoa. Caduceus, I mean. No, maybe they didn't know. She's been asleep for a thousand years. And I um I also mention what I caught the, the queen saying to, to Gerhard about how she's used to having two opponents with the chess. And I tell him my theory that Caduceus is the, is the other. So there's the inner knight and then Caduceus. That was my theory. That could yeah. be true and the followers of Yig. So there could be three. Mm. Well, but you're, you're, there's a problem there that she, she's been asleep for a thousand years. She didn't know that Caduceus existed, so how could she consider that a rival? True. That's, you know. that's true. Um, and besides, these aren't lizard people. They're humans. Well, like I said to you, maybe the humans themselves were a rival back in her day. She was trying to get the humans and the lizard people to work together. She was. So exactly. the, you could consider the humans to be... Oh, and, and by there. the way, Angel's gone to the meat in the state. Why? You know that, that picture he's got with him as right. a kid? Yeah, right. well, he asked for, um, uh, the quartermaster to, um, to find out where the picture was taken because Angel didn't know. And it was taken at the meat in the state. Now, what... How... The, the coincidence on that... That all these years I'm not sure it's a coincidence. You know what? We That's don't know. But we don't know why Angel was chosen to be part of this team in the first place. We all have some sort of ties to things. Mm. I don't know. That's that. That's personal business yeah. for him. So something to think about, anyway. But anyway, these guards are waiting for us now. Just keep in mind, these people are criminals. So don't say anything stupid, right? I don't know what to say that's not stupid. Just let me do the talking. All right. And then we'll head in. Okay. I see how you head I was just going to say, like, I shouldn't say something like, hey, what about those Irish boys? <laughs> hey, what about those Italian folks? What do you think about the Yakuza? <laughs> We're I, I won't say nothing. <laughs> I won't say nothing. Well, as you head in, um, Colette, the waitress, um, is pretty on the main, uh, the concierge desk, uh, kind of waiting for, or the waitress desk, waiting for you to come in and then would usher you to a table. Um, sees Magnus, uh, kind of looks table for three. Yeah, but I'm only yeah. going to have dessert. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be around to um, take your orders in a moment. If you'd like to uh, follow me, and she starts heading through the restaurant. She goes out towards the door to the kitchen and holds it open for you. Okay. And then takes you right the way through to the back of the kitchen, so the, basically the back door where there's a small loading bay for where goods have come in. And sat outside is a lovely Rolls Royce with a man leant up against the door. Uh, looks rather familiar. Um, your dear friend Casale. 
Uh, he, just op- he just opens the door and gestures for you to get inside. Oh, Jesus. Boys. You know, these are handmade. This is a gorgeous car. Yeah. Oh, oh friends, you know, right? I would like to take this completely apart. Casale <laughs> raises both eyebrows and says, Hey, if, if you want to take the boss's car apart, he will probably take you apart. Oh, I'd, I'd put it back together exactly the way that it was. And then I, I, Casale, he's a scientist. He likes to think how, see how things work. He's it's fine. Beautiful. I'll make sure he doesn't he doesn't take the car apart. I won't take yeah, the, car get in the car Oh my God, ruin this gorgeous car. He'll find out what happened to Humpty Dumpty if he tries it. Just saying. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Gerhard, you jump on in. I get it then. Yeah, so we're, we're all in. Okay. So, uh, Casale, are we uh, going to Red Hook? Not Red Hook yet, but uh, the boss wants to have a word. Like, right, he boss. Okay. The boss, boss, right, okay. Yes. No, going, going over to Brooklyn. No problem. World's littlest red line map across New York. So going over the uh, going over the Brooklyn Bridge into Brooklyn itself, and then ending up at the Green Garden Cafe. This is a semi-residential estate around the uh, residential area. Um, the cafe sits back a little bit from the road. Um, you can see that there's quite a lively atmosphere in there. Actually, there's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of tables. And it's very well lit. Um, at the back of the room, you can see there's a slight raised area, almost like a raised stage, and that there's a big round table where there's four people sat at it, all in business suits, very, very neatly dressed, very prim, proper tie. That um, they are sat, and there's a row of three chairs in front of them. And I'll take the the middle seat. <laughs> As as you head on in, uh, can I have spot hidden rolls, please? Twenty six. Uh, I got a fifty one, which is a standard pass. Standard. Uh, as you are going through, so going past a couple of the ta- a couple of the tables, the uh, the waiter at the uh, the door so he opens the door for you and then says, "Oh, you are." Uh, You'd be the party of three that we've been expecting. Yes, if you'd like to follow me to your t- uh, to your table, he is leading you to the, uh, the back table. You know, it's that everyone else that sat in all the other t- um, all the other tables, there's probably about 20, 25 other people here, all have a bulge slightly under their uh, under their armpit in their jackets, and all seem to have a slight Italian twang in their accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them don't even have food in front of them. They are just there talking and um, yeah. drinking down water and keeping an eye on you all as you walk in. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the chairs are pulled out for you and you're invited to sit. The, uh, the four men on the other side, they all get up um, we'll see, in, fact, um, well, in a welcoming manner and say, yeah, oh, gentlemen, please, please come sit. Uh, I think Magnus is probably the only one that's going to make this role because you're the only one that's got real any contacts with the criminal underworld. Uh, you can give me a no roll, so you're edu. My edu, okay. Uh, oh, 82. It's probably not going to... I'll spin the luck. Um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay. Okay. Um, the people that you have at the table in front of you 
are probably the four most powerful mafioso in the city. Um, you have Giuseppe Bonanno, otherwise known as Joe, Joseph or Joe Bananas. Um, definitely as you pass your role, you know not to call him that, but he has killed at least one person that decided to call him that in a meeting. Felipe Rafa, who is his advisor or what would be known as a consigliere, my pronunciation probably mm -hmm. pushed on that. Uh, Francesco Garofo uh, Garofolo, who is his underboss, so almost think of it as his right-hand man. Yeah. And takes care of the day-to-day -day organization of the, uh, the family business. And Giovanni John uh, Bonventure, who is one of the Kappa regimes. He's the, the head of a cell, if you think of it in conspiracy terms so joseph would be um the boss of bosses indeed that is the term he has following yeah. the uh following the castamalari war yeah yeah uh so he's the boss of bosses uh so we'll sit and um i'll just sort of uh nod i'll say uh gentlemen um uh, then i'll gesture to uh either side and i'll say uh giddly minus uh odd fellow friend of mine uh, and gerhard Heinrich, uh, two of my associates who have been uh, uh, traveling with me, uh, as you know, I've been working for the Caduceus uh, Foundation, uh, you, and you obviously sent me off. Uh, these two men, I vote for them. They can be trusted. Good, good. We like, we like friends, and we like to be able to trust people around here. Uh, this is mostly um, Bonventure Giovanni that's speaking now. Um, Joe otherwise sit, uh, stands there and then eventually sits with a nice contented smile on his face. So yeah, we, we, we like friends around here. That's, uh, that's what we are. All good friends. Mm. Please, please sit. Uh, the waiter comes around with a, uh, with a menu and says, feel free to uh, order what you'd like. It's on the house. Uh, what's your favorite dish? Oh, myself, I, I do love a good calzone. I'll take a calzone. Good choice, good choice. I just, just ate a, a short while ago, so I'll, I'll have some spumone. Oh, sure, sure. Don't want to, don't want to overdo it. Uh, Garofolo, at this point, leans in and says, uh, the boss here had a few questions that we wanted to ask you. Um, so we're hoping that you could spare us a few uh, a few moments just to go over some uh, some points. Of course. What is it that you do for this Caduceus organization? We're hunting down. We procure items for them. So the first place we went, they uh, wanted a mummy. Well, they wanted someone's mother? No, they wanted, you know, like a wrapped up mummy, like, you know, in the, in the cloth and all that. The, the, four men exchange some, yeah, the four men exchanged some quizzical looks. Um, the second thing they wanted was um, they believed one of their competitors, one of their, their enemies, was uh, up to some funny business uh, and we had to go and stop them essentially uh, which we did so we kind of were 
handyman. Handyman in procurement. Oh, exactly. If I may, Caduceus is interested in certain antiquities. Uh, and uh, we facilitate their procurement of those facilities. Um, this sometimes needs uh, to be handled very delicately and covertly. We all have different expertise within fields, so that we, we're, we're a good team. Right. Looks to Gerhardt if you've got anything to add to that. I speak multiple languages, uh, translation, um, just uh, from the brains, I guess you could say. Okay. Although odd is also just different type. Actually, I have something uh, for you, an offering. Um, last time I spoke with one of your associates, um, I showed him uh, one of my uh, weapons that I procured on one of these journeys, and he was quite interested in it. Oh, this be the flamethrower? Yes. Well, uh, here, I've brought another one for you, and I put it down. Uh, and I say, and uh, just to show that we're you know, we're on the same side. If need be, and if the, the, you, you can procure the equipment that is needed, there is potential that Odd could maybe make some more. Look, I'm, I'm working on this project. Uh, I have to, I have to administer the same warning I have to Mr. Frost here. There's, there's, a cost. A, there's a possible potential that the thing could blow up. I mean, where it's technology we're working on, uh, so far so good. It's worked well. And Magnus has used it on a few problems, if you will. But uh, there is some risk. And it does okay. take kind of a toll. This will sound strange, but it takes quite a toll on the mind because it's your mind that activates it. It's... Caduceus are working with some... Some very rather strange technology. All right. Uh, let me just we... say, you, uh, wh whoever you're going to let use it, make sure they're expendable because <laughs> there's a chance. Okay, well, I think it's can let me use it. Sure, uh, you insisted. <laughs> He looks to Magnus when he says, it's actually your friend uh, Casale who mentioned it. Um, he'll be the one that wants to, uh, wants to give it a try. I think you've probably made him a very happy man. He's been itching to get hold of one of these after you showed it to him. Well, I just wanted to show that we're, uh, we mean you no harm. Well, fun, fun you should say that, because that's actually my, my next question. Considering that this organisation of yours, or that you're part of, has built its reputation on helping others and being out there to benefit the world. How much of that do you think is accurate? Me personally, I think it's a crock of shit. I don't think I'm getting the full story from them. I don't know about these two, but uh, basically I wouldn't trust Caduceus as far as I could throw him. Looks to what? Well, it's not a crock of shit. They have sent quite a lot of humanitarian stuff. If there's something going on underneath that, we're not completely aware of it. 
Um, but we kind of, we've got our eyes open. We're not aware of any direct illegal activity other than the stuff, you know, occasionally pilfering some stuff from a foreign country or whatever, bringing it back for them. And then looks to Gerhard. Every business is just that, a business. And one who would give away everything wouldn't stay afloat, would it? So yeah, they're not going to tell us everything. But we can find some stuff out. Hmm. He nods and then turns uh, turns his attention to the boss. Uh, Joe picks up a napkin, wipes his mouth, then leans forward with a, a friendly smile towards you, looks each one of you in the eye, says, I like what I'm hearing. Also, I like the fact that you're, uh, you're being on the level. I like people who tell me the truth. I don't like people who'd lie to me. So, I have an offer for you, gentlemen, a business proposition. And we will leave it there for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Magnus, what the fuck have you gotten us involved in? Oh, my God. <clears throat> Our players included uh, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason. Oh, let's see. Some people tonight are missing. Uh, they'll be back. They might not be back. It's going to depend on their, their schedules. So our players included Jason Melnichok, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a, a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with our show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you would like to help support our show, and we could use the help, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. It really does. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering the questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure to the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.